Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come with, come with me now in your Bibles then. Um, and pa- where's Pastor Tom Foster? Where's Pastor Tom? Can we honor Pastor? Stand up, Pastor Tom. Pastor Tom Foster was at every show during his wedding anniversary, by the way, and, and was at you know, nearly all the rehearsals because Tom is the, the, the pastor because you know when people are playing the role of the devil and demons and stuff, you, you better believe the devil looks for any in that he can try to get on and, uh, you know, that production. And uh, you, you couldn't have, a, 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 he was a master, master chief, sergeant master chief in the Coast Guard, but I'm telling you, he is that in the spirit realm. He is a boss. He kicks down the devil's door and evicts him and protects our, our, our borders and protects our, our coast. And you're just amazing, Tom Foster. God bless you. Amen. All right, well, come with me in your Bibles. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 and 22. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 and 22. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him, and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor which he trusted and divides his spoils. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger man than he comes upon him, one translation says he must take from him all the armor in which he trusted and then he can divide his spoils. I want to talk about being strong, being fully armed and guarding your palace. Being strong being fully armed and guarding your palace. Because the Bible says, when a strong man, doesn't just say when a man, when a strong man, not half armed, fully armed, guards his own palace, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. His goods are in peace. I believe that, that, that every, everything that we preach works for uh, our, congr- uh, you know, our, our churches, our locations in Boise and Salt Lake City. If we didn't welcome them, can we welcome Boise and Salt Lake City? Pastor Matt Loran, Colin and Melissa, the great team up there. You guys are amazing and just want to make sure you feel welcome. But, but if, if, we're gonna, if we're going to uh, take regions, if we're going to take territories, if we're going to impact cities... I need you to understand the same principles that work out there are the same principles that work in here. When a strong man fully armed guards his marriage, his marriage is safe. When a strong man fully armed guards his family, his family is secure. When a strong man fully armed guards his finances. When a strong man fully armed guards his friendships, his relationship. This this works out there, but it also works in here. So what does it mean to be strong? Well, we know in Joshua chapter 1, three times God says to Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I found that human, human strength fails. 
human strength peters out. When God is saying to, to Joshua, he's saying to Joshua, be strong. He's trying to get Joshua to, to, to ponder the question, to solve the enigma. What does it mean to be strong and courageous? What does it mean to be strong? Does it mean to be, to, to be going into the gym and working out? Does, does, is that what, what strength, is that, the, is that the strength that God is looking for? Is, 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 it, is it a physical strength? I think there's an element of physical strength, but I think there's, there's another, another realm where it's strong in the Lord. Where, 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 where I recognize like Moses on the mountaintop that I can lift my arms. And while my arms are lifted, the Israelites are beating the Amalekites in the battle. But then just weariness just sets in. And so my arms lower and the Bible says, as Moses' arms lowered, as fatigue set into the leader, as weary, as his human strength began to fail, the Bible says that there was casualties in the valley as the Amalekites began to defeat Israel. And so Moses, sorry, so Aaron and Hur had to sit Moses on a rock, and one held up this arm, and one held up the other arm as he held up the rod. And the Bible says, and they, they stayed there until the setting of the sun and God brought about a great victory for Joshua in the valley. So we see that there's a strength that, that we're required to have as leaders, the strength to worship, the strength to go up onto the mountaintop. Notice that Moses didn't go into the valley and help Joshua fight. When Joshua was losing, Moses didn't give up his place. He knew that lifting that rod, he knew that that anointing, but he also realized that he couldn't do it by himself. He had to have great armor bearers. He had to have great leaders. He had to have a great team around about him. If Moses never built a team, he never would have fulfilled what God had for him. That's why we don't hire staff. We build teams. We build teams. The strength of your life is the strength of your relationships. The strength of your life is the strength of your relationships. Who will hold up your arms when you get weary? Who will hold up your arms when, when, when you get fatigued and when you get tired? You know, I think the one, one of the things that, that, that I've become aware of uh, at 55 is when I was younger, I had enough energy. And I needed energy because I made more mistakes than smart choices. And so you had enough energy to kind of, you know, recover and repair. As you get a little bit older, hopefully you're replacing strength with wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is better than strength. Did you know that? Wisdom is better than strength is what the Bible says. The Bible says that the wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. So wisdom is better than might and wisdom is greater than strength. But I found that, I found that God still requires me to be strong. I found that I still have to have strong conversations and difficult conversations, but I found that as I've, as I've gotten older, I don't have the same amount of energy. And if I look at some of the, some of the movements and we, we would ask ourselves, man, how come, how come the Salvation Army is a shadow today of what it was with William and Catherine Booth in those days? Or how come so many of these great churches and these great moves of God only last for one generation? How, how, how come, how come it's, 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 it's a one shop stop how come it's a one generation deal how come when the the the, the founder dies that the the movement dies why why is that and i think it's it's that inability as they get older to transition well when i look across the the spectrum i see so many leaders 
They, they kept trying to perform their, their magic. They kept trying to perform their anointing as they had less and less energy. And they didn't raise up and they didn't release from, from within. You know, the Bible says in the book of Jude, Michael and Satan uh, are engaged in a dispute over Moses' body. And Satan is a thief. So he's trying to take Moses' body. And, and the archangel Michael stands over it. And the Bible says he doesn't dare bring a reviling accusation against the devil, even though he could have. If anybody could have given him a smackdown, it's Michael. But Michael says to him, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. There's something about strengths that if it's founded in, in man, it'll peter out. The Bible says we're not wise to put our, 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 our faith in the strength of a man. Or, you know, God, the Bible says that God has no delight in the legs of men. And I thought that was just kind of like a stab at me, if I was honest, my skinny little legs. And, uh, but apparently it's in the Bible for everybody. You know, obviously Samuel with his tree trunk legs is excluded. But the rest of us, the rest of us, he's gymnastic. I mean, he flexes them all the time. Did you notice when we're in Cabo, he's wearing those short shorts everywhere? Him and Mikey Yeager. Mikey, Mikey 380-pound squat Yeager. Look at me, I'm better than ever. Oh, it's quite sickening, really. <laughs> There's a really powerful scripture, and I've got to move. Oh, shoot, I've got to move real fast. So in, um, in 1 Samuel 30, it's the story of Ziklag. And while David is out raiding, the Amalekites come and they attack Ziklag, and they burn Ziklag to the ground. And they take his wives, and they take his children, and they take the wives and the children of his men, and when, when David gets back, the, the men, as they come over the hill, they just see their homes just smoldering. They just see, what, they just see the, the, the last remnants of flickering flames and smoke ascending into the sky. And when they, they run into to the rubble and into the ruin, there's no voice, there's no sound, there's no cry, there's no bodies. And the men lifted up their voices and wept because they've lost their wives, their loved ones, their little ones. And the Bible says this, and the men spoke of stoning David. When your strength is in yourself, when your strength is in man, when you have man's strength, you'll blame man. You'll always know when you have your strength in flesh, because you blame flesh when things go wrong. His men spoke of stoning David. But verse 6 says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Well, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strong in the Lord is, is being strong in his word. When David went and strengthened himself in the Lord, he went and, and began to rehearse and remind himself of the promises of God, the goodness of God, the victories of God. Where do you go at times of loss? Where do you go at times of grief? Where do you go at times of struggle? Do you, do you, go, do you go back to old modus operandi? Do you go back or do you go to God? The Bible says in Daniel 11.32 that those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. David, David runs to God. David gets a word from God. Once you have a word from God, once you have a word from God, are you kidding me? Once you have a word from God, 
every crisis, every calamity that Leanne and I have ever faced in 31 years of ministry, we've always just just ran to God. Once, Once God's spoken three times, we saw it in Hero, three times the devil comes at Jesus, three times. And three times Jesus comes back and says, it is written, it is written, it is written. Is your strength in your ability, your skill sets, your experience, your degree? Oh, sure. Like, I, oh, sure. He has been to Harvard, darling. Or is your, your strength in God's word? My beautiful bride has four magnificent sisters. Head and shoulders, my Leanne. Sorry, Pastor Andrew. Head and shoulders is my Leanne because of how much word. No dependency on the armor of the flesh, no dependency on, on what the world has qualified, but a, a, a commitment to if God has spoken it, that's where we're standing. God's word never fails. God's word never returns void. God's word always accomplishes that for which it was sent forth. God watches over his word to perform it. The big battle in every struggle is can you go to God for a word? When you get a word from God, it's good. When we got negative reports about Zoe, Zoe was, you know, you should terminate the, the pregnancy. You need to abort. You're going to have a child with chromosome deficiencies, with nine markers of Down syndrome, with developmental issues. It's, it's, it's kind of humane to when I just went straight into the, into the closet and I wasn't coming out of the closet. And I went in there with my guitar. Marky Cullen, I went in there with my guitar. But unlike Marky Cullen, I can't play the guitar very well which I think worked for my advantage because God in heaven's like, please make him stop. And they're like, he ain't stop until he gets a word. All right, all right, give him a word. I'll, I'll take anything. I'll take it. It was, once, once I had a word, once, once we had a word, we knew. We would prophesy that word over her and God said, I'm still knitting her together. Don't listen to these nitwits. I'm still knitting her together. They're trying to tell you halfway through the process. When the devil tried to tell me about the price that I would have to pay to impact San Diego, what it would cost me. It would cost me my firstborn. And then I went to the Lord and he said, no, no, no. I gave my firstborn. So you wouldn't have to give your firstborn. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Strength is in God's word. Strength, run to God's word. Run to God's word. Run to God's word. God, this is what God said to me. God says, if you live in my word, my word will live in you. In fact, I would even say this, that the level of strength in your life is directly correspondent to the level of word in your life. Second one, fully armed. What does it mean to be fully armed? What does it mean to be fully armed? Well, I, I realized this when we first moved over here, Pastor Michael. They tried to tell me, um, you know, if you want to build a, a big church, you, like if, if you're into big church so that you look good, so that you get invited to church growth and church leadership conferences, don't go spirit-filled. Go seeker-friendly. You're in, you're in Southern California. It's a, it's, a, it's a Calvary Chapel stronghold down here. You don't want to go... Spirit-filled. There's no big spirit-filled church in San Diego. That's what they tried to tell me. But I thought, how do I, how do I get people in church, tell them about the gospel, 
get them saved and then put them out into warfare with a devil who comes to who who steals kills and destroys and i'm going to send them out into battle naked i'm going to send them out to battle unarmed unarmored to because i care all about my profile and my numbers on a sunday and the crowd on a sunday fooey to that i thought no 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 I tell you what we're going to do. I, I'm not here to to build my name. I'm build to build His name, exalt His name, and build His kingdom. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go spirit filled. I mean, we. I think it was week six. We had like 300 people. We had a move of God. The next week, 120 people, and then about six months in, we had Tim Hall come over, move of God, and we were back up around 350 people. Next week, 110 people, and I remember, you know, Pastor Michaela's husband, Dr. Matt, said to me, "Oh, you know." Pastor, you were going to back off. I'm like, back off. Why would we back off? Now we know who we can build with. Now we know who, who's, who's in boots and all. Like now, Thank God we kind of did a, did a weeding out. But I'm telling you, fully armed is spirit-filled. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon. Why would we, st- why would we be a church that, that doesn't move in the gifts or, you know, or, you know, and there's these, there's these, I've been to the conferences and they say, well, you know, we don't change the, the, the oil on the showroom floor, you know, saying we don't move in the gifts of the Spirit on a Sunday and, hey, you know, we've got to be seeker friendly because the, the, the gifts might freak people out. I remember being with a whole bunch of pastors the first time we were having Mike Connell come through. And I'm like, oh, it's awesome, you know, deliverance. And they're like, hey, wait, 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 what? what? You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't use him on a Sunday. I said, oh, frick, absolutely, Sunday. And they're like, oh, you're going to blow up your church, you idiot. What, why would you do that? Like if people see demons coming out, they'll run. No, no, it was the largest crowds we ever had. When people saw demons coming out of people, people were like, oh, my God. I see a power that is greater than the tormentor. I see a power. Our assignment is to fully arm you. Not, not fully armed with weaponry, fully armed with gifts of the Spirit, fully armed with power, but also fully armed as in armor. Putting on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking up the shield of faith. I had somebody, somebody, you know, well-meaning, they were kind, they were, they were praying, then, oh, you know, you know, Lord, I pray that none of the arrows of the enemy, you know, would, would get anywhere near him. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what, honestly, don't pray that prayer. I, I'm not scared of the arrows of the enemy. In fact, put me in the enemy's camp, put me in direct, I'm gonna, in fact, wherever I see the enemy, I'm like, oh, oh, I've got to make sure I stay distant from the enemy. Oh, he's firing arrows. Quick, high. The Bible says taking up the shield of faith. Taking up the shield of faith by which you're able to extinguish some, excuse me, by which you're able to extinguish most. What does it say? Taking up the shield of faith by which you're able bring it on. We, we walk the church that God is building is a fully armed church that walks into hell with the shield of faith. Bam, 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 bam. Taking every arrow. I don't need to fear the arrows of the enemy. I got a shield of faith. I'm coming here to plunder your kingdom. I'm here to take your crown. We're here to take you down in San Diego. Take you down in Soleil. Take you down in Boise. We got a shield of faith by which we can extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. Come on, give God a shout. 
Oh, man, time, time. Okay, I've got to finish. I've got to f- oh, dear. <sighs> I wanted to say that we're... The thing that holds it all together is the belt of truth. The thing that holds it all together, Pastor Sterling, is the belt of truth. The belt held the, the, the breastplate together and then also the, the, it's the belt. The, in an interesting truth, because there's no che- breastplate of righteousness if there's no truth. The helmet of salvation breaks down if you're believing lies, not truth. If I was honest with you, 2020 was God testing the level of truth in his house, the level of truth in his church, the level of truth in his apostles, the level of truth in his pastors and leaders. God was measuring in the earth. Lies came in, lies like we've never seen before, lies. It, you need these vaccinations and, and it's, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And this came from the wet markets through, through a bat. It was lies. It was lies. We need to quarantine the healthy to stop the spread, 15 days to slow the... It was, it was lie after lie after lie after lie. God allowed the lie to come to test how much truth. And every pastor that, that genuflect to the lie lost what they had, diminished what they had, went back. But those that said, we ain't standing for the lie. We're not backing up from the truth. Everybody that stood on truth advanced. Everybody that stood on truth increased. Everybody that stood on truth... God elevated and God exalted. 2020 was all about testing truth. The Bible says God desires truth in the inward man. Your life falls apart when you are incongruent with truth. Integrity is to be one, integrate. And integrate with what? With the truth. Don't let the devil slip lies. The greatest lie the devil will tell you is that you, you, you need to be somebody else on the platform to who you are at home, that somehow you can have a secret life. Because the devil knows if he can divide, he can destroy. If he can divide, he can conquer. He can, if he can, so make the decision. That's why we try to, to, to create a, a, a ministry culture, as beautiful Pastor Sterling modeled this morning, where, hey, I'm just going to be transparent. I'm just going to be honest. Right now, I'm on the anvil. Hey, God's challenged me in this area, and God's speaking to me in that. How beautiful is that? Yeah. Truth. Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What's the goal of discipleship? What's the goal of discipleship? The goal of discipleship and how we know if discipleship is successful is fully armed. Fully armed. It should be that, oh my gosh, you know, I remember when Pastor Samuel first came down and he went to men's prayer. And his commentary, commentary to me was, at men's prayer, people, ordinary men, were prophesying, giving words to other men. He says, I didn't see that level of prophetic in our pastors and leaders. And here at, I'm like, check the box. How, how wicked, how wicked if the only people that could prophesy and the only people that w- had armory. Do you know the Bible says this? And it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It says that there were no blacksmiths in Israel because the, the devil didn't want Israel to have any weapons of war. But the Bible says, but there was a sword in Saul's hand and there was a sword in Jonathan's hand, but nobody else. And it's, it, it was a wicked model. And the, the enemy ruled over Israel. The enemy determined Israel's boundaries. 
because it was only the leaders who were allowed to have armory. No, no, no. Our job is to fully arm. We want you to be strong in the Lord, but we want you to be fully armed. Fully armed. Operating in all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, walking in the, the full armor of God. And then the last one, guards his own palace. He guards his own palace. It's called diligence. Adam in the garden, God put him in a garden to tend and to keep. To tend and to keep. Can you imagine how different the world would be, Michael, if Adam would have been diligent and guarding his palace when that serpent came in, grabbed it and said, I'm about to snap your neck if you don't shut your dang mouth. Don't you dare be piping off to my bride. Snap. We wouldn't be in this mess. So that's why Jesus had to come and crush the devil's head, the serpent's head, because Adam failed to do it. So Jesus had to come and be diligent. You look at the story of Samson. Samson tells us that literally your disciplines determine your destiny. Your disciplines determine your destiny. It's a discipline. God's his own palace. God's his marriage. God's his thought life. What, what, what is entering through the eye gates into your soul? What is entering through the ear gates into your heart? The Bible says that a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace. Before, before a man jumps into bed with a woman who's not his wife, it doesn't just happen like that. Somewhere through his eye gate, pornography, through his eye gate, lust and an affair, through his ears, whispers came. A strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace. We were sitting with, uh, with another couple from New Zealand. And uh, Samuel and I were saying how, you know, Leanne and I spend the first day, first part of every day at coffee reading our Bibles. And they kind of like, and I said, no, no, no. It's so important. It's so important. If I was honest with you, I think it's the secret sauce. Because we, we're, we're sharpening. We're talking. She's giving me revelation. I'm writing it down and preaching it on a Sunday and passing it off as my own. <laughs> but it's guarding, it's guarding my own palace. One day I'm going to have to stand before God. And he's going to say, I gave you your beautiful Leanne. What did you do with your Leanne? And I'm going to be able to say, God, every day I washed her in the water of the word. Every day I, I would prophesy and declare her women's conference, her prophetic, her insight, her anointing, her leadership. She's flourishing. Guard your own palace. My children, your first ministry, men, is your bride. Women, your first ministry is your husband. It's your first ministry. Second, your children. Second ministry is your children. And we can't make decisions for our children. Sometimes our children are rebellious. And in those seasons, I saw my beautiful, made a photo board of all the pictures of when he was just a, a young kid and some of the prophetic words. And I, I, would, I would be getting ready to go to a meeting and I would hear 
in the closet and I'd open the door and there was, there's Leanne on her knees with the board of this is the promise you gave me God this is the promise of my son these are the words that are spoken over and even though he's in rebellion and wants nothing to do with your house and nothing to do with you and the devil's got a hold of him I ain't letting the devil keep sometimes you, if you're not you gotta pray for your kids you gotta pray for your kids you gotta pray for your a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace. His goods are in peace. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Um, oh, God. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. God has given each one of us a palace, a possession, a territory, a region. It could be what you've been entrusted with. Well, you know, I oversee a connect group. Oh, man, I oversee pastoral care I oversee the administration I oversee the whatever God has given you a strong man fully armed guards his palace his goods are in peace his goods are in peace Father I thank you Lord God for strong men and women whose strength isn't in themselves whose strength isn't in the arm of man in the arm of flesh but whose strength is in the arm of God, whose strength is in the power of God, whose strength is in the word of God. Jesus, to defeat the devil, models it three times. He just says, devil, it is written. Devil, it is written. And the devil had no recourse. He had no rebuff. He, he, he could not overcome the word. He thought he won when he crucified the word. But the word got up on the third day and kind of dusted and brushed death off and said, yeah, that was a fun experience. But I just, sorry, everybody, I ruined death. You should never have put me into death because I just tore a hole in that thing. It's like an oxygen tent. I just tore a hole in that thing. Ruined it for everybody. Rose again on the third day, conquering death, conquering hell. Put your strength in the Word of God. Fully armed, fully armed, fully armed, fully armed. Oh, you shouldn't speak in tongues on a Sunday. You'll freak people out. Well, if, the, if they've, yeah, they're already freaked out. Thank you. Our job is to, power is a little freaky. First time I got in a V12, whoa. First time I got in a, in a Tesla Plaid, whoa, shoot. 1.9 seconds to get to zero. To, yeah, it, but it should freak you out. If there's no freaky, I, I've got to ask, is God even there? You don't think God's freaky? Unbelievably freaky. Read the book of Ezekiel. Like, and they had eyes all around the wheels. That's freaky. And they had four faces on their heads. Face of an eagle, face of a lion, face of an ox, and face of a man. And they went straight, whichever way they went. And there were wheels within wheels, and all the wheels had eyes. That's freaky. I'm just saying. If you think, well, we shouldn't make God freaky, it's like you're not preaching the Bible. Read the book of Revelation. Freaky. I'm happy to do freaky to get people fully armored. To get people empowered. You better believe we pray in tongues, we prophesy, we move in the gifts. Come on, one more time. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for anointing. Thank you for power. Thank you for strength. Thank you for armory. And thank you, Father God, for the diligence of guarding our own palace. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.